different gravy not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast I'm one of the hosts Richard Miller my co-host well on the 28th of April 2022 it was announced that rather than renewing his contract James Corden would leave the late late talk show in 2023 this started rumors and speculations about who or what would replace him Two outside bets are these gravy-soaked boys that love Sheffield Wednesday and apparently only ever interview family members. One of those said gravy boys is my friend and fellow host, Dr. Luke Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke? I'm doing well. Uh, what odds What odds can, can one get on? It's pretty long odds. Uh, you, you, but you're, there, you're in the race, 2,000 to 1 at this point in time. Oh, that's good. That's good. I think that's the bookmakers saying, well, we'll happily take your money. He's just, exactly, yeah. You know. Hey, if you're stupid, we're here. Yeah. Is what, <laughs> is what the bookies are saying. I mean, especially for a North American lens, it's like we can't give you a receipt for a tax donation, for a charitable donation. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think that was Corbett bookmakers' slogan for a little while, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah. If you're stupid, we're here. We're here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> got dumb, got monies. You're in luck. Ladbrokes. Ladbrokes. And then uh, you get old uh, Ray Winston. Oh, dap. If you've got more money than sense, we'll take it all. Not your sense. There's none of that, but your money. Hey, dammy. Want to be separated with your readies? <laughs> I've got my, I've got a little geeky um, axe that I grind uh, just quietly in my head about mm. uh, Bet365 Bet in that the, their current advert says that they, um, when they started, they, want to be, or they wanted to be X, Y, and Z. And one of the things that they wanted to do is have the best app now, they started, I think, five years before the iPhone came out. So it's quite prescient of them to be thinking about being a phone app before that was even a twinkle in <laughs> in Steve Jobs' eye. Uh, but <laughs> how, do you, how do you see this being used? Uh, people would go to their nearest park and stare into a pond and it would appear. Oh, that's interesting. They'll, they'll go to a phone booth. Pick up the <laughs> pick up the phone and bash numbers in at random. One eight hundred call Ray. <laughs> I will find your monster and I will take your bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Luke, mm. we're uh, we're in part two of the. Of the interview specials. Exactly. We've talked about the giants of the betting world. Now it's over to the giants of the interview world. Move over, Parky, you old husk. <laughs> <laughs> you boys on the block. Uh, Terry Wogan, I don't think so. It's the Gravy Boys. Thank you very much. You uh, best change those Facebook algorithms to have Graham Norton clips come up. 
I'm going to have the... Graham uh, Norton. <laughs> Graham Norton, more like Graham Norton. <laughs> I don't get it. Anyway, so part yeah. two of the Different Gravy Summer Interview mm. Series. And it's another corker. And Rich, you're chatting with <laughs> chatting with your sister Suze, who, you know, I see she just sits next to yourself and Suze yeah, as well. Yeah. So it's nice. It's nice to get more of an insight of her of her Wednesdaydom. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the plan. And yeah, so some of the some of those memories do absolutely intertwine and include uh, a little uh Luke Gledall before his before his his accent took on some slight uh, North American twangs. Uh, before just before I went all Fraser, like right before I went, yes, all transatlantic. Yes, exactly. Rich, 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 and Sue's remembered me before I went to Juilliard, basically. <laughs> but you do enunciate so beautifully now. Which, I, uh, I think it's, it's all been worthwhile. <laughs> but yeah, we let's let's. Uh, Let's not uh, tarry and let's mm. let's get on with the with the interview. Mm. Well, welcome to the second part of the different gravy interview sessions. I think that's uh, what Luke sort of styled us as uh, at the beginning of his uh, his interview last week. Um, so this is Richard Miller of Different Gravy sitting down with the oft mentioned uh, uh, sort of something of a third third wheel in the podcast terms, uh, my younger sister, Susie, or Suze, or Suzanne Miller. How are you doing today, Suze? I'm good, yes, thank you. A bit nervous, but I'll be fine. <laughs> well, it's lovely to have you on the pod. <laughs> as, as we touched on, you know, you're, you're my sort of cohort, you sit next to me at games, so you... Yeah, you steal lots of things I stay at games and pass it off as your own. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's, I think naturally we, you know, we, we, we can't help ourselves sort of talking through games, can we? And uh, oh yeah, I, may have, I may have borrowed the occasion. <laughs> you do give me credit most of the time, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it's not theft if I say I'm yeah. stealing it. That's what I like to think. <laughs> Very true. So, season ticket holder for many a year. Yes. Uh, still fighting the good fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how did how did your Wednesday journey start? Um, that's your fault. <laughs> um, unlike um, lots of people that were either born into a team, um, I wasn't really. Um, like our family coming from Scotland. A bit more Rangers for the team, and then when we were when we were down in England, um, that changed. But I had good taste when I started supporting <laughs> football, so I actually liked the Invincible Arsenal team. They were a very beautiful team, and they were actually really good at football. <laughs> um, and then, as I got a bit more into it, because I was a bit late coming to the football party, mm. I remember. Um, Wrexham, we were in the same league as Wrexham at the time, League yes, One. Yes. Um, and they would be our local team at this stage. And it was like, well, you like football so much. And I've been to see Man City Arsenal in the FA Cup. And it was like, do you want to go watch a Wednesday game? And we sat in the home fans yes. of the Wrexham yeah. game, a, a game that we ended up winning. And then that was it. I think I thought, well, that's it. This is obviously <laughs> going to be the team I support. And I picked a good season for it because it was the promotion season. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that was a that was a, a, a high point I think of my Wednesday um, fan journey. <laughs> We've not had many of them, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely that was it. Was your fault that I got into it because <laughs> you know before that I would have just been supporting a very beautiful, very good team <laughs> and very successful. <laughs> very successful. Yeah, <laughs> and possibly with both won about the same amount of things. I think Arsenal maybe have picked up the odd FA Cup, whatever yeah. that counts for. But uh, <laughs> trophy-wise, <laughs> it may, may be in a very similar journey, although there's been some ups and downs in the Wednesday yeah. to keep things interesting. The, you know, I don't want to say I've cursed a team, <laughs> but ever since I took a shine into Arsenal, they've not had the most successful time. <laughs> So just to kind of put this time-wise uh, for context, some people will know absolutely being in the same league as uh, Wrexham kind of puts it in a timeline, but that w- we would have seen uh, what sticks in my memory from that game was enjoying the, the good company, but also uh, a wonderful free kick from Chris Brunt. Yes. And it was, that was our promotion season mm. under Post Paul Storick. Um, yeah. What a what a great manager he was. Maybe we'll get to talk to talk about him in a little bit. <laughs> yes, sneak preview. He plays a big part in my Wednesday life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's nice to know how the, how it all began. Um, so just to kind of let's let's sort of mosey along a little bit and move on to your your sort of favourite Wednesday 11 and could you talk me through maybe why you've chosen the formation you've chosen as well and uh, and then and then yeah yeah um I kind of I found this a bit difficult mainly because and I've said this to Rich as I was kind of writing it I haven't really seen that many great players play for Wednesday <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of mine are more sentimental than anything else um, and I really I did have a moment where I thought I could change the formation. I've gone for 4-4-2. Okay. And I then realised we actually don't have that many good defenders. <laughs> and so I'm glad I didn't go for any three at the back, five at the back, yeah. any of that, because I wouldn't have been able to do that. <laughs> but we all we do have quite a lot of very good midfielders. Midfielders is a part that we yeah. have done very really well. So I did struggle to narrow that down. Um, so I've got a truth. I've got a lot of honourable mentions. Well, that's good. I think them. I, I think um, I think last week uh, the interview opened up the the, the possibility of, of naming ultimates. So <laughs> I think you I think you're all right. You're on strong footing there. That's good. <clears throat> um, I'll, I'll start from the easiest one. Scott Carson as my goalkeeper. I did not hesitate with that one. I, <laughs> the second I was asked my opening eleven, that was the first name that came Scoot. to mind. Yes, because he was brilliant, um, and yeah, just loved him. He was. I think we we went through a little patch, and this is probably we went through a little patch where we had amazing goalkeepers, and mm. um, whether that was Andy Rhodes as the coach or mm. what that was, we just we loaned really well. We got people in. You know, we had Kirkland and Weaver and all of that come yeah. after that. And I still think the, the Kirkland's Everything Hurts. Yes. It still gets passed down. <laughs> His time-wasting method of, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, feeling every every sinew in his Just have to check the feet before, are still on. <laughs> before he gets up. Yeah, a, a true masterclass in, in time-wasting Chris Kirkland. But, yeah, that positive impact that Scott Carson had on that team, because we got the promotion in your first season, yeah. but then it was... We didn't really spend to put together a, a championship team, did we? No. So it was a hard slog. Yes, <laughs> putting it nicely. <laughs> and yeah, Scott Carson arriving, just the defence looked better. We were yeah. able to play higher up the pitch. I think it's the closest you've seen a knight in shining armour yeah. in modern day. Yeah. <laughs> I've still got a huge amount of affection for him. I think it's just a real shame he didn't play more often for England, really. Yeah. He had that one game where he just had an absolute howler, yeah. pretty much. And then yeah. that was it. Everybody wrote him off and he really... He was he was fantastic. To be so good in such a terrible team. Yeah. <laughs> Tells you everything you need to know about him. <laughs> well, he sort of acted, yeah. He was like sweeper and keeper, wasn't he? It was yeah. the first time I'd really seen that sweeper-keeper sort of idea. He didn't have a well. choice. I think it's the first time he'd seen it. Um, <laughs> Had to do it. <laughs> oh, great. So, what a good start. Yeah. Scott Carson. Scott Carson. Um, I'll go for my right back next. Okay. And this one, actually, I did struggle with. It's, it, funnily enough, is the only position that I think we've done very well with okay. in the past. So, we've had the likes of, you know, Hunt there. Yeah. Um, I love Frank Simic. Yes. He was there. But Lewis Buxton is my pick nice. for right, wing back, right back. Because... I think he's the only person I've ever seen being given a corner out of sympathy by an <laughs> official. <laughs> we asked so much of him. It's, just, it's a trend that's carried on from Lewis Buxton. Yes. Hunt had such a hard legacy <laughs> to um, live up to because it's basically like, oh, that's all yours. You ha- you've got the whole side of that pitch. No, yeah, you know, midfielders are going to go and help the left. Not going to help you. Yeah. You, you can just do what you want. And we st- we still do that. Um, but he was just fantastic. Um, just seemed like a really lovely guy as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, I was sad when he... I know he had to leave because he was getting old. But I was I sad when he went. Yeah. Um, we did manage to replace him with somebody good, which is nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think as well, it's nice with... I think we were on board with Buxton maybe a bit ahead of the general fan base because yes. he had a bit of a rough time his first season maybe his first season or two mm. and then people started sort of turning the corner on him but yeah great it's so good at so many things yeah as well. and still even now there's times where at games I shout unlucky Bucky or something <laughs> like that and I'm like no it's Hunt it's not always Liam Palmer it's not boxing anymore and it is purely because I'm so some of their play is so like what he used to do, the yeah. great stuff that he used to do, that I the I forget it's not him. <laughs> um, did he start as a centre back and then he yeah. then he sort of really took up the right back mantle really strongly. Um, but I also remember he kind of he competed well in the air. He wasn't the tallest, but he got goals. Yeah, I with think his head as well. And everybody, I think, thought because he was short, they were just going to be able to drop a ball over his head. Yeah. So he got. He was very good at defensive headers as well. Yeah. Um, which some people 
that have gone into that position have been less good. Yes. Uh, um, <laughs> Which, but, yeah, then Hunt's probably one of them. Yeah, to be fair. yeah. He's good um, at lots of things, but that's not one of his yeah. strong suits. And now I, I like um, going back to like France and Mick that was there as well. Yes. I just remember the April Fools when we used to the club did an April Fools about <laughs> Frank Simic about joining an NFL team yes. as a kicker. And it was one of them where it's like, it's kind of believable. Yeah, yeah. Is that true? You spending the summer as a kicker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, they needed to clarify afterwards that actually that wasn't true. He wasn't going to do that. Oh, that's very good. I mean, it doesn't even work, does it? Because no. the, the, that's not when the NFL season is, but maybe it was less entwined with our lives at that point. I think so, yeah. Uh, and, and obviously with Simek, the, I mean, so, a great player picked up from from Arsenal, which maybe would have fed yeah, into your part uh... of the reason I instantly loved him. <laughs> um, but that his goal he got against Millwall that just, in terms of single singularly important moments in a season. I mean, you're away from home at Millwall, which is always a bear pit. Mm-hmm. Always awful. <laughs> the keeper that that was when I think it was just when Lucas was just breaking almost every game mm-hmm. I, I believe it was that period of time and so we end up with Bullen in goal yeah not because of a sending off but because of an injury and because Storick didn't always name a goalkeeper on the bench so I, I still agree with him on this it is quite often a wasted substitution it's always a wasted substitution I feel yeah. like that's why you know Chelsea have a habit of changing their goalkeeper yeah. in finals yeah, just because to, it just feels like we well, I've him. bought him, yeah. brought him along to all of these important games. He has to play something, so go on, you can go do the penalty you can go kicks. Do the penalties, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, Bullen in goal, and she's sort of just thinking, okay, this is we're gonna get this is we're gonna get relegated. This is because we were cheek and jowl with Millwall, weren't we? Oh, yeah, and then uh, they thought they'd scored. We're celebrating. Bullen lumps it up the pitch, and in the scramble, Simek bowls it over the line. Yeah. Oh, the joys. One of the more confusing commentary segments to listen to, because I remember yeah. sitting in your room, <laughs> listening to that, and just being like, what's going on? Yes. It's like, you can hear some crowd started. like it was, And it was that weird noise between <laughs> our their crowd, yes. our commentators trying to shout over yeah. their crowd, and then silence from them as they realised what was happening. Yeah. And then the little delay yeah. of the Wednesday fans going <laughs> mental. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's probably, I don't know whether people people that would be interested in this or not, but like, yeah, pre, pre-iFollow and uh, IPTV are um, half of our sort of Wednesday following life would be would be listening to to the Radio Sheffield yeah. commentary, um, yeah, usually in my room, and then kind of running around celebrating or, or commiserating. Um, yeah. Having their sport in life um, yes. up-to-date t- table there so, at a port and game. Yeah. It was always, we were always going to get relegated, nearly. Yeah. It was, we, we've, I can't, I think in my whole time of being a, a Wednesday fan, there's been very few seasons where we've never, we haven't either been in a relegation battle, thought we might make the top five. Yeah. And promotion, we, I think we've probably only had like two or three just safe mid tables. Yeah. You know, we can chill. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't have it any other way, really. Come on. No, that's true. 
<laughs> who wants a boring mid-table finish? Yeah, and who really wants to support a team that you just know are going to win every week? Like, where's the fun Rubbish. in that? How do you keep the passion going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we've covered right back. We have, okay. Um, for my first centre-back, I've gone for Glenn Leuvens. Nice. Now, the reason I've gone for him is we had a really rocky patch of centre-backs. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just remember him. I I think in my memory I have a lot of these almost coming in with like halos over them. Yes. It's like just a beam of light that comes down <laughs> from the heavens, like I'm your saviour. Um, you know, because we had the things of like trying to get Michael Morris, and that like, he was yeah. meant to be the big, big scary bully. Yeah. And all of these didn't work out, and Purse and people like that. Yeah. They. You know, as much as I liked him kneeing the Taylor, yeah. As much as I like him kneeing the ball back to the yeah. the goalkeeper so that all of the other fans go mental and you're like, it's safe, <laughs> it's safe. Um I do remember Leuven's coming in and being like, Oh, that just feels yeah safe. And I, I I was kind of saying, um, it's quite hard for me really not to just put Carlos's yes. and a and a couple of players from this time um it, that- into the top 11 because they're yeah. probably the best football teams I've yeah. watched in I've a heard, Wednesday well, which, is, which is absolutely <laughs> fair I mean it's yeah I, I've got vague memories of that kind of tail end of the the sort of Premier League years um, but yeah the, the, the most football I've watched the best football I've watched has been probably Carlos and then maybe a point last yeah. season um, but uh, yeah Leuven's just so classy. Yeah. And it's interesting. I wonder if he would have saved Dave Jones's job if he'd arrived. Because he came because of Dave Jones. Yes. That was pre-arranged, wasn't it? Because he he played for Dave Jones at Cardiff. And, uh, yeah, I wonder I wonder if he would have saved Dave Jones's job or whether Dave Jones just didn't care at that point. But it's, in- it's just one of those interesting. We, yeah. talk, we, we talk quite often on the podcast about sliding doors moments, and um, that's that's one of them. Like, I wonder what might have been if because Stuart Gray was a really good for for like pound for pound, and I I mean that in kind of yeah. spending terms. <laughs> he got so much out of so little. Yeah. Um, but we wouldn't have had that if Jones hadn't got. Sacked. That's yeah, that's true, and I do remember. Um, Remember, because I actually lived in Sheffield at the time mm. with um, with Grey. <clears throat> I remember the money coming in. Everyone being like, "Oh, it's such a shame that Grey didn't get a chance to spend yeah. all this money." That feeling, I think, must have been the shortest feel like felt as a fan base because Carlos was just like, "Oh no, yeah, right." <laughs> well, we all love him now. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 from because Grey by name, Grey by nature, the football was not fun under yeah. Stuart Grey, and I think yeah, that that first that win, that three two win against Bristol City on the opening game of the season, it was like, oh, we've really not seen a game of football like this for yeah. quite some time. <laughs> for me, it was kind of like, oh, so this is what football's meant to look like. <laughs> I'm used to teams doing that against us. Um, who's who's partnering Glenn then? This one I struggled with a little bit um, because I f- I'll be on. I feel like I had to put Hutchinson in my team somewhere. Okay, <clears throat> yeah, I understand that. He doesn't get into the midfield. Okay, 
Um, lots of great players don't get into the midfield. Yeah. But then I feel like I've not seen a better partnership as Leuven's and Lee's. Yeah. What would Leuven's and I offer have looked like? Oof. You know, that's, that's nice t- is that too classy? <laughs> <laughs> I think Leuven's would still be that oil on the water, calm head. Yeah, yeah. no, that'd be a good partnership. So I, I think for genuine how to watch it has to be Leavens and I offer <laughs> um, but <laughs> I should give it to Sam Hutchinson yeah. because he has been a great servant yes. for the club for whatever issues he may have had um, he yeah he's been fantastic and he wore he's always worn his heart on the sleeve oh yeah um, so yeah I'm gonna go for Hutchinson but with a little asterisk that if okay. I was actually watching the team I would want it to be I offer yeah <laughs> good stuff <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then for my left back, I've gone for Reader Johnson because oh. how could you go for anybody else? Yeah, the Bambi on ice, <laughs> <laughs> elbow and knees everywhere, <laughs> but absolutely brilliant. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, and that's so good. just you just love him. Yeah. I wish we could just have found some way to like unage him so we could just come back forever. Yeah, and um, the goal scoring. The enthusiasm, the smile. Yeah. Yeah, loved watching Reader Johnson play for us. And I love how much he still loves the club. Yes. That's what's great. Yeah. I think we've got a... And maybe, you know, I don't follow any other team the same way. Um, Of course. I unfortunately live with a Liverpool fan. And, you know, they think that players talk about them long after gone and all this. I'm like, but you played in the Premier League. Yeah. Like, they played at the top of the game with you. You know, they saw Champions League finals. Yeah. To have played in in Championship in League One and to still talk so glowing about a team, I think, is quite special. So the way Reader, I think Reader and a few of them, like Padil and stuff like that, try every excuse to come back or shoehorn their way into a celebration. (laughs) 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 Was there any consideration for Pudil? Um, yes, right now, because I'd forgotten about him. <laughs> because along with Scott Carson, the only other name that I was like, definitely, is Rita Johnson. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but no, Pudil was great. So that first season of Pudil yeah. was oh yeah, just insane. He was so good. But, uh, yeah, Rita, I, I mean, everybody. I'm sure everybody loved Rita. I think maybe... Many quite rightly questioned on a kind of technical level. Oh, he was, yeah. <laughs> what, what was going on with him? But for heart and character and uh, sheer desire, like I've never seen anyone that wanted to win a ball more in a box than Rita Johnson. Yeah. And like, and we've missed that. Woe betide you if you got between him and his Regardless goal. of what colour shirt you are wearing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> There was times I saw Dunkley had some of that desire. Yes. He did. He would take three or four people out yeah. to get that ball. But yeah, Reed Johnson, he would do the same in their box. And some of the tackles, sometimes I just think, I think maybe just officials liked him as well. Because there's sometimes you're like, I don't know how he's legally got that ball. But he's running down the wing with it, so well, there was, he's got it. Yeah, the, the one that sticks in my mind was, I, it was a team wearing red and a bit of white, which is a lot of teams. Yeah. I, I think I nearly always say Bristol City when that happens. In my head, I well thought been... Bristol City as well. <laughs> but it might have been Swindon. But yeah, the right winger was sort of getting our charge down our wing and Reader was 
like side by side with him and just launched his enormous body at him foot first and somehow yeah came away with the ball and you're like I'm pretty sure he probably fouled him six times before he touched that football but I think yeah everybody was just like oh well fair deuce who's gonna argue with him (laughs) I feel like he's another one of them that like as a player playing against him you just felt his presence the second he was there so like I offer seems to just sweep in. And they yeah. think, they're like, I'm setting yeah. up for this shot. And then all of a sudden the ball's gone and Ioff is there and he, he's got it. Whereas I feel like the earth must have shuddered when Reedy Johnson was coming <laughs> towards you because he wasn't the most graceful player. No, no. <laughs> so you knew he was there. <laughs> <laughs> You'd sort of see a shadow and feel the cold in his shadow just before he yeah. pounced. The panic setting of like, the attack was coming. I don't know from what angle or with which part of his body. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Okay, so that's the we're four four two. So that's the defense. Yeah. Um, for my right wing, I've gone for Mikel Antonio. How could you not? Yeah. Um, my little person that would be on the subs bench, I guess, is Ross Wallace. Oh yes. Because nice choice. Yeah, we again. That is a position that we have been quite lucky with. We've had some Mm. great. some great wingers in our time. And for my promotion season, it's obviously like JP McGovern and people yeah, like that as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, I had to go Michael Antonio. And I am fully a West Ham fan at the minute. If he <laughs> is on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Him and David Moyes. I like David Moyes. But uh, yeah, him, I just I just love him. And I love that he got, he started to get the credit he deserves. Absolutely. Because that, that man single-handedly saved us and got us promoted yeah. and did all of the things. If he could have played on in goal as well as scoring the goal, he would have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, essentially, what West Ham are doing, what Dave Jones did at Sheffield Wednesday, they're just kind of going, you have pace, strength, bags of energy, skill, and a rasping shot so you are the attack yes we'll get it to you you run and do everything else give everyone else a position in our half of the pitch and then um, in their half uh, it's it's you Mikel we're going to send you there and you do everything please please don't get injured yeah exactly yeah. no yeah it was, it was there's some players where you I think we you we're in a position uh, at Wednesday in, in our in the kind of league structure where occasionally we're just going to be a part of a player's journey, mm. and sometimes you begrudge them that because it's like maybe they had ideas above their station, and then you kind of have the Schadenfreude of watching them fail. But there's others who you're just like, oh, you're just far too good for yeah. this level, and. It's been a joy to watch you do what you do for a period of time, and now it's going to be lovely to watch you soar. Yeah, and, and it's he's one of he's one of them that I genuinely get excited sitting watching that game, going, "He used to play for us." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, he's one of them. It's just like there was no stopping him. We couldn't have held on to him. There was no annoyance of him going because he'd done everything for us for seasons. He'd been yeah. amazing. Um, and now, yeah, you get to watch him single-handedly basically drag up a team yeah. that were relegation fodder and now are pushing for Europe. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, it's just great to watch him do it. Um, 
I think if his career had planned planned out differently, he probably would have been at even a bigger club. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he was. He's just. He was just fantastic, and it is one of them. I think I'll always have that bit of I. I got to watch him play football live. Yeah. And that was great. <laughs> and he gave us some great moments in that, um, particularly the promotion year up from League One. And, oh yeah. Um. You know the car, the goal against Carlisle and the goal against Wickham to kind of round things out. Yeah. Great, great, great player. Um, and another one, speaking about Scott Carson not getting the England caps, he probably should have. It's a real shame Antonio never got to play for England. Yeah, he's, he's changed he got Jamaican now, has yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which maybe he should have done sooner. Yeah, but he should, like, you know, he would have fitted in well in England as well if, they'd, if he, he played for a more glamorous... Yeah. Team, he would have, he would have got it, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Um, midfield. I'll be honest. Centre midfield is one I really struggled with, um, <laughs> because we've had some great, great players there. Yeah. Um. I originally, I, I originally went for Glenn Whelan and nice. Barry Bannon. Okay. And oh, that would be a good yeah duo. I loved Glenn Whelan. Glenn Whelan was one of my first. Like he was in the first yeah. team. He was fantastic. Yeah, He's the another six one. Shirt, I remember. Yes, I had a Whelan shirt. I loved him. Um, I didn't like how the people behind us in the north sand used to shout his name. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just yeah, I loved everything about him. I loved the little bit about the fact that when he got a yellow card, you never knew whether that was going to make his game and he was going to be absolutely outstanding, <laughs> or he was going to get sent off. Um, I like a little bit of you know unpredictability from my players. Um, and I yeah, so I was like that is my team, and then I was thinking about it, and I was like, but then Tomato. <laughs> Just for this, he was just amazing. Yeah. He was, you know, he really felt like the fans' person on the pitch. Yeah. A bit like Barry Bannon has this season. Yeah. All the passion, everything was through Samedo. And it was just a great song. It was. It was <laughs> such a good song. We did ruin him by having Samedo Day. Um, yeah. It was like uh, it was like Jones at the time, wasn't it? Yeah. Got offended that yeah. he was such a big star and stopped playing him. But it was just, it was great. And I think for the connection, the felt. Yeah. Samedo had to be so I'm very sorry to Mr Glenn Whelan but Samedo is going to be making my okay. a bit of my midfield okay. so it's going to be it is going to be Samedo and Barry Bannon okay um, which is an even better combination which is I an think. even better combination um, and then sometimes I'm just going to you know do some wacky formation where we only have one up front and Kieran Lee is going to be <laughs> in there as well because <laughs> oh. the Iceman Kieran Lee was just brilliant. <laughs> I swear, I don't know what happened. It was like he just woke up one day and was like, do you know what? I'm going to score loads of 90 plus minute winners. Yeah. <laughs> like I've been doing it all my life. <laughs> well, we used to, because he was so good at popping up in those situations, but no good at finishing yeah. for a long time. Because we used to say, we used to have our little saying of why always Lee. Why always Lee, yeah. Which is based on Mario Balotelli's why, why always me uh, thing. But, um, but then he turned that around. He switched it up on us and started popping them in. Yeah, I know. And such good goals. And Tomato. Oh, yeah, absolutely loved Tomato. Yeah. Underrated footballer. I think oh, it was harsh. He got kind of thrown... <clears throat> he got tarnished with this, like, oh, he's a destroyer. He's not very good with the ball. 
But in League One, he was good with the ball. He, he stroked was, yeah. it around in the midfield. And I know Championship is different. And I know actually early doors, he got caught out in possession in the Championship. But I think that it was like... I don't want to say like fake news because that's a stupid thing, but <laughs> but it was almost like this kind of like this store, this kind of like perception took hold, which I never felt really matched up to the reality. Yeah. And then I think the fans got nervous when he was on the ball in certain yeah. situations, which fed into him, and it became like a vicious cycle where almost he started to believe he wasn't good with the ball, yeah, and like would panic pass it, and it was like, yeah. But you know, he did play for, with some absolutely terrible midfielders. <laughs> he absolutely did, and yeah. yeah. And he, he he was yeah he was great um, yeah I really I really liked Smedo he was one of them that was very sad to again like all players you have to admit that they get old and can't do it anymore yeah yeah <laughs> definitely but he was one of those I was like if we could forever just clone you <laughs> have you coming through that would be great and then uh, we shouldn't let the other two go without mention so Glenn Whelan another one that we kind of we were a step on a on yeah. a wider journey, he played pretty much the rest of his career at Premiership level, mm. um, and did all right there. He seemed to p- become a different player, I think, over time. Yes, got an older head on his shoulders. Isn't More a of a bit. kind of destroyer type of role than less of the creative that we. Yeah, that we saw. Because he kind of, of did goals. a bit of everything for Wednesday. I, I feel like it's a common theme. <clears throat> That for Wednesday, particularly at the start of me watching it, all of our players had to be a bit of everything. Mm. Um, you couldn't just be good at one thing. So Whelan wouldn't have worked if he was just a destroyer for us because there wasn't really anybody to take on. Yeah. You know, like Rowcastle and people. Yeah. Like, there wasn't anybody to take on that step. And we had Folly at the same time. Oh, yeah. He was quicker running backwards than he was forwards. <laughs> but like, you know he had to kind of take the mantle in midfield and do the yeah. attacking because if he didn't, it would have just been a great tackle and then they pick up the yeah. ball. <laughs> so he had to do everything. He's um, a good striker of the ball, though. He, hit it, he, he would sort of hit it very true and... Flat. Flat. His volleys, yeah, were always yeah. brilliant technique. <clears throat> From the Man City Academy, wasn't he? But probably mm. before Man City were the behemoth that they now are. Yeah. Probably wasn't quite the... Uh, Quite the prestigious place it became. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and then Barry Bannon. What can, what more can we say? Just fantastic, Mr. Baz. He's, he's great, isn't he? <laughs> um, another one of those, I know we've got him at the opposite. We've got him at the end of his career. But he's one that I think will, I'll go down and be like, I can't believe I watched him play. Mm. Um, he It says something that he's so short and still has played elite yeah. football. Um because that isn't how it works usually. No. That tells you how skillful the man yeah. is. Um, that he can, yeah, be shorter than me yeah. and played in the Premier League and things like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's just, he's so passionate, so fantastic. Um, he's, he's hard not to criticise at times because he does everything so amazingly yeah. that in when you're talking about match performances... He has his own scale. Yes. So it's like everybody else is on this normal scale. And then there's a Barry Bannon scale. He's graded on the Barry Bannon yeah. scale. Yeah. And because he missed a couple of passes, you're like, oh, he didn't have a great game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's just fantastic. I love how much, I think, um, as fans, you always love it when players seem like they are part of your team. Yeah. And the fact that he just 
is so passionate about the club as yeah. well. Um, you know, that makes it a great thing. It'll be a crying shame you'll never play in the Premier League for us. But, yeah. you know, um, yeah, he was, he's just, what more can you say about Barry Bannon? We're very lucky to have him. Yeah. It's great watching people try and mark him out of the game because he always gets a moment. Yes. Always gets one. No, it's fu- it's funny what you say about his grading him on a scale because so, there have been so many times on the podcast where we're like, uh, Banner didn't have that great of a game, and then we're like, well, he did get two assists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just it's just like greatness is a given, um, which really says a lot about him and and how yeah how fantastic he is, pretty much all of the time, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is a. It's a very rare trait for somebody as skillful and special as he is to to also turn up all the time. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not cheating by looking at your notes, but I can I can see that maybe at left left wing we we have someone that maybe didn't turn up quite as quite yeah. so often. No. <laughs> but when he did, man alive, it was great. Oh yeah. So it has to be Chris Brown. Yes. But it can't be anybody yes. else. The greatest striker of the ball I think I've ever mm. seen in person. Yeah. He is fantastic. Um, yeah. It just, you know, historic had a, he used to say he plays like David Beckham, but sometimes you don't know if you're getting him or his wife. <laughs> yes. Which, you know, I don't know how <laughs> great that saying was, but, you know, it was true. You sometimes didn't know what brunt you would get, yeah. but you also would have a brunt that had been terrible a game and then score 40 yard screamer. I also, I mean, I also think he turned up as a very young man who'd not played much football, and I do think by the second season in the championship, he was not that he he was turning up every week. Yeah, he was. And if you think about it, so I started what two thousand and four, two thousand five was my first season. So he's playing for us then. Yeah. Um, and he only retired last this summer. Yeah, I think so. Or the summer before, so yeah. that that's putting it like that's a long career. It shows yeah. you how young he was when we had him. Um, and he, yeah, he's and I think he's one of those players. I know he's only really played for us and West Brom, mm. but the way West Brom fans talk about him is the same way we talk about yeah. him because he he was their saviour as well. He he was just fantastic, and I like I just love there was that one season. I think it was the second season in the championship. <laughs> We were so terrible at scoring goals. He just decided to start scoring for the corners. <laughs> yes, just like it, just put him in. It was like if somebody gets a touch off it, that's fine. <laughs> he would just ping things off people's faces yeah. <laughs> to like make sure we scored. Um, yeah, absolutely fantastic. And I do remember thinking there was a few goals that he scored that, oh, like, yeah. if we if he was in the Premier League, oh, yeah. you would never not. You would always see those goals. You would never. They would never stop showing them on Sky. They were insane. Well, just on a yeah, on a pure strike of the ball level, that goal against Coventry, and I think he scored another goal in that game as well. Yeah. Um, maybe skipping ahead to another one. But that was. Well, I've I've put a question mark because I wasn't sure what the team was. So you've just answered that. Fair enough. <laughs> but well, maybe we'll we'll come to that later. Then. Let's 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 leave that sitting. But yeah, I loved I loved Chris Brunt, and again. Mm. Great to see him go on, and you know we made, we made a profit. Someone signed on a free, sold for um, I believe a million pounds at the time. Um, big money for us then. Yeah, or, or was it three million for him and a one and a half million for Whelan? I can't remember if it was a million for. Him. I think it was maybe three million. Yeah. So it was you know huge help to the finances, 
did a great job for us while he was here. Gone on to great things. He captained West Brom lots of times. Mm-hmm. He's captained this country, Northern Ireland, lots of times. Um, yeah, fantastic player. Just to have been been a part of his journey, but but, a, but lovely to see what he did in a Wednesday shirt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they, these are the guys uh, sort of lining things up, supplying the bullets. But who's who's shooting the guns? Um, my first one is Steve McLean. Ah. Um, because McLean for me is, I think maybe the only twenty-year goal season striker. Yeah, I have seen it. Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. Um, and I'll forever love him for the moment in the playoff final where he hadn't kicked a football for how many months? He'd broken his foot, hadn't he? Yeah. And he came back and he stood up and took a penalty. It was oh. an awful penalty. But it went in. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow went in. <laughs> the footballing gods deemed that it was going to go in. Um, Just because I know some people will be thinking, the me, the me, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to double check because we're not doing that today. <laughs> but um, maybe Mella got 20. Did he just? Anyway. Potentially. Potentially. Let's put it out there. Yeah, so he, to he save the tweets. Did. Yes, yes. And emails. Did. Yeah. Possibly. I did but also still, caveat it with I think. I think yes, <laughs> but but McLean definitely yeah got that twentieth goal and did it final. in the playoff final with a absolutely terrible penalty. Now I'm intrigued. We've never I've never asked you this before, and it's just popped into my head. So that day, yes, we had a strange day. Yes, putting <laughs> it lightly. The playoff final with Hartlepool because I was working for uh, the Welsh Development Agency at that time mm-hmm. and we had uh, so I was actually working that day we, we, we had invited folks to the WDA's box which was on the halfway line which was spectacular it's absolutely the best view <laughs> in the Millennium Stadium which is great and at the time when we got the because you had to kind of put in for that yeah, the, the WDA had all these dates. They had the box, so you had all the dates, and we put in for this one, which was probably not that fancied by folks. You know, the League One player final. Who wants to see that? But um, that's the one we got. And at the time, there was absolutely no prospect. I think it was kind of prehistoric, maybe even coming in. There was no prospect of Wednesday really being in that. So I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then it got closer and closer. I was like, oh, this is gonna. We're gonna have to deal with this. This is gonna happen. So. <laughs> So we were faced with. We don't live in Sheffield. We, you know, we, we, we live in. You were living in North Wales. I was living in in Swansea at the time. We're seeing crowds of people outside Hillsborough getting their tickets. There was no kind of online element. It was just yeah. go and get your ticket. So we couldn't. We couldn't. You couldn't sit in the Wednesday. So when I'm working. You, I'm you had to be there. Fans. Yeah. So, but yeah, in the end, Hartlepool because they didn't, they've got a much smaller fan base. They were selling tickets online. So, Suze and my good friend uh, John, uh, who was nice enough to bless him, he sat through some terrible football, <laughs> accompanying me to games. <clears throat> Although he's a bit of a good luck charm, he's never, never seen Wednesday lose. Uh, Why has he not got a season ticket? I know exactly. <laughs> we need to give him a season ticket. He's a Man United fan himself, so he does. So he's got terrible. Taste. He does lack taste, <laughs> uh, but did the, did the lovely job of taking you to the to the, to the match uh, in amongst the Hartlepool fans. Now I remember. So where we were, I think there was enough. I think probably most of the boxes were Wednesday. Yeah. 
supporting folks. I know Tommy Craig, the uh, Corrie star, Corey, <laughs> the yeah, former Corrie star, was was sort of a box or two down from us. So I remember there being a palpable sense of excitement when we saw the team sheet and saw that McLean was on the bench. Now, how was that sat in... Did Hartlepool react? Did the Hartlepool fans react? Or was there enough Wednesday fans in the Hartlepool end? I think at the time, there was a there was <clears throat> mutterings of okay. the fact that he was there. And I remember it was very much like whispering behind my hand <laughs> to Johnny, giving him all the stats about the fact that like he's on 19 goals. Yeah. It's been insane, <laughs> but he's been injured. And there was mutterings. And at the time, it was like, it almost felt nervous from the Hartlepool fans. Yeah. But then after we scored the yeah. final goal and the Hartlepool fans started to leave... I then now realised that probably most of that chat was Wednesday fans because right. there was quite <laughs> okay. a lot of Wednesday okay. fans where I was sat. <laughs> so, so, so there was a buzz, but for the same reasons, the same <laughs> yes. excited reasons. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, loved McLean. I mean, I think it tells a tale that he he's another one that's very recently retired, I believe. If he's, he, may, he may even still be playing, but still bagging goals. Like... Mm. He's scoring like more than ten goals a season, yeah. and he is basically immobile at this point. <laughs> he was nearly immobile for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was never a big a big mover. Yeah. But he that that's where I think goal scoring is as specialised as a uh, position as yeah. as goalkeeper. He was the <clears> one where. I remember you saying he's a fox in a box. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I don't know what that means. And <laughs> having seen plenty of strikers afterwards, I get what that 100% means because he just knew where the goal was. Yeah. You got it to him in the box and you were 100% knew. Yeah. He's going to, that's him, he's going to be... He's going to find him. a way to get a shot off and it's not going to be straight at the keeper. Yeah, 100%. Because that's half the battle. So many shots go yeah. miss the target or go straight at the keeper. And if you can do, if you can do the in between, then you're gonna get loads like it's, of goals. It's amazing. It's quite a big goal. It's a really, really goalkeepers big goal. Goalkeepers are quite small, really. Yeah. And we always seem to find them. <laughs> yeah. No, he was he he was so so good at, at just scoring goals. Um, I think he may have scored, only probably scored like one from outside the box. He really wasn't, he didn't hit the, like he wasn't someone who struck the ball with tremendous pace. Um, he He's the, strong enough to kind of hold people off, but not, didn't have much about him kind of physicality wise, but it was all about, he could read where the ball was going to bounce, where it was going to go, get there. And he would get it. He'd get it on target. Yeah. I think that was the Jordan Rhodes thing as well. I mean, we didn't see much of that in a Wednesday shirt. But when you look at Jordan Rhodes's career, I'm sure a huge amount of what got him to where he was was he just hit the target. Yeah, <laughs> it's really. I know it sounds stupid, but I think people overthink things and they over aim and things like that, you and, and the miss target, the target so often. It's like yeah, hit the hit the target, <laughs> hit it as hard as you can, and. Goalkeepers are not just simply not that good when you don't hit it straight at them. Yeah. Well, we also it's like you know you save it with your hand. We've all had things hit you, and it's like it's not the strongest part no, of the body. No. You know, if they're lucky, they get their body behind it. If they don't, yeah, you've all got to do is just hit it hard <laughs> enough that that part of their body isn't good enough to save it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, no, I he for him there wasn't for that part there was no, um. There was nobody else who was really going to put in. Yeah. The next striker 
It was a bit more difficult. Okay. Um, and I've gone, I've gone for Gary Hooper. Good song again. Great song. And part of me, I think, is I've got a theme. I just really like the songs. Yeah, that's a good um, theme. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think, as again, he was probably the closest I've seen to just pure scoring ability. Yeah. Um, the amount of his goals were just, he was there when somebody had had a shot from outside the box. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was great. I I put a little note for like Stephen Fletcher in there because I think Fletcher was just a fantastic footballer. Yeah. And again, another one that I'm, you go down and you can join in a lot of chats and be like, yeah, but he played for us. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, he was fantastic. <clears throat> but And he did everything. I think I'm harsh on Fletcher maybe picking Hooper, but I've gone for Hooper. Yeah, okay. And, and I think another one, I, we didn't talk... Uh, uh, it's particularly about Ross Wallace, but another one where, yes, we kind of got them at the tail end of their career, but there was still a lot of juice yeah. in the berry there. And they, they, you know, very, very fine players and yeah. getting some real joy out of them late, late on in life. Yeah, and I feel... Mm. I don't blame Fletcher for leaving when he did, <laughs> but I feel like that's taken a little bit of yeah. a turn because oh, it was definitely. the season after. It was the season after that it all went yeah. downhill, and it's like well, there were so many times that season where it was like if we'd had Fletcher, there's also it, it could have been different. It could have been yeah. That. And I think the other thing with Fletcher that kind of tarnishes things is it's hard to shake the idea that he sort of diddled the club a bit. Yeah, because it was the end that of the COVID, contract. that COVID season, um, and he signed up for the extra games which others didn't and then went off injured within yeah. about 10 minutes of the first one of those games so he bought, bought himself another three weeks pay probably yeah. whatever it was and there was times with Fletcher there was a couple of times with Fletcher um, where it's like it was great seeing the passion but he would do something stupid and injure himself and then you're like well now we don't have our striker for X amount of weeks Yeah. and so, so there was a few different decisions I know Hooper wasn't always fit but no. He always scored goals that's, when he was that's on. That's an exaggeration, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a bit like, it's a bit like Bannon um, chasing that ball in the last game of se- this yeah. season. You're like, that does, you know, I can't take it anything off it's on him. It's the passion he still that drives played. him. Yeah, he still played, which I don't think Fletcher would have. Yeah. But whether he should have is a different matter. Yeah. Um, and then I've got... You've got some honourable mentions. I've got some honourable mentions that I've dotted in anyway okay. through them. Um, my first, my, I have to say, though, for the strikers, Nuiu for me. Yeah. I just loved Nuiu. And he is the one player, part, like, we got to say bye to Kieran Lee. Yeah. We got to say bye to Sam Hutchinson in the end. He is the one player that I just... Yeah. Invite him back. Yeah. Let us say bye to him. Yeah. Like, he, was, he was great. And I loved the confidence of him. I remember there was one interview... Where he was like, oh, we keep signing strikers, but I keep starting. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, of course you do. And there's so many times I've thought, I wish we still had Nui. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just for that, something different. No, um, good, a lovely, honourable mention. Yeah, loved Ati Nui. Yeah, um, I can't do a really team, and I have, I know I've not put him in there, but without mentioning Mr. Lee Bullen. <laughs> My first captain. Yeah. Um, just That's played. like the Queen with the, the, the <laughs> first Prime Minister. Yeah. <laughs> played every position for us, as we talked about. Yeah. Goalkeeper. Yeah. Kept a clean sheet at goalkeeper. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, just the passion of the man. He was great. Loved him. Yeah. There was everything about him. He wasn't that skilled as a footballer, but 
And now we're we're all, we're all fans of his yeah, new team. Definitely <laughs> got my goal flash, my score um, updates for Air United. <laughs> yes. Um, which are the, they're the honest men, is is that? Is that the, I think so. Yeah. Something yeah. like which that. Which is isn't very bullying. Which yeah, I just for the second I heard that I was like, of course, yeah, of course, of course that's bullying. <clears throat> um, JJ. Yeah. How can you mention a team without JJ? Um, just fantastic. Another one of them. You didn't know where that ball was going to bounce off his head or his foot, <laughs> but always wanted to be a part of it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's something to be said for like that sort of player that can... Well, I think it was on the very first episode of Different Gravy. There was a talk about a mouse in a bucket. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what it's going to... I mean, I sort of think, like, you know what a mouse in a bucket's going to do. It's going to just run round and round in a bucket. Um, but um, <laughs> but with JJ, there's just something exciting about... Yes, in your heart of hearts, statistically, he's more likely to scuff it along the floor. Or, or send it out of the or stadium. Or send <laughs> But one of these times he's going to just beam it into the top corner and he'll beat a man or two on the way. He'll always beat a man or two on the way. Yeah. That was what was that was the hard thing you couldn't help but stand up when JJ got the ball. Yeah. Because you're like, he's gonna do something. He's at least gonna beat a man. Definitely. But yeah, the this end product. Sometimes he was lucky enough to hit it off a player and then it went in. Um, but yeah, no, the excitment of JJ on those but that's bleak keep, days. Yeah, yeah. That's how you keep a goalkeeper guessing. If you don't even know where it's going to go, <laughs> how's he guessing? That's true. <laughs> I think probably, I'm, um, I'm not sure that we've particularly asked this question, but I think probably Luke's favourite player, JJ. Yeah, I can see why. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Yeah, loved him. And then um, the, another person I've mentioned here, and I just genuinely think this is for the song, Teal. I love Teal's song. I also loved the... He was class. He was a class footballer and all that. I also... It was about this age where I was starting to be able to go out and all this, and I yeah. remember a video coming of him, and he was very drunk in a club, very urinal, just singing his own song. And I thought, <laughs> how can you not love the man? <laughs> And that was, was that Teal will tear yeah. Teal will tear you apart. Yeah. And I don't know why, he's always, he's always had a soft spot in my heart ever since. <laughs> Can't even remember how good he was on the football pitch, I just remember that. <laughs> it's fun that you've picked him, because I think he's a, he was a bit of a kind of figure of ire because he was driving a Bentley at that time. <laughs> so Wednesday we're in this terrible trudge, and he was like living it up, singing his own song at some of the be- the finest urinals in town. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and just for one that's pure excitement and didn't even really play for us for that long Kenwyn Jones oh yeah what a boy remember because smartphones were like a newish thing I remember watching videos of him on YouTube walking down the front in real or something like that (laughs) in that absolute freezing rain being so excited to see this man play for us and he was great yeah he was great he was one of them that we always talked about maybe yeah. He'll be signing for yeah. us. We knew we never would. Like he was far too good. I know. And we were in League One at the time. <laughs> I think we're all in the championship. Been. No, it was, League, League it, was it was that promotion yeah, season. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, that was yeah. Sturrock because Sturrock had come from 
He'd been sacked by Southampton. That pretty, was it, yeah. I don't think he, I think he got eight games or something like that. It was a really bruising experience because he'd done so well at Plymouth. He'd kind of built mm-hmm. his side, and then um, local. You know, he's a manager making noise locally. So I think from Southampton's point of view, that's why they kind of probably took a chance on him, but they didn't give him didn't give him any <clears throat> any time really, and I don't think they gave him any budget. So they, uh, <clears throat> yeah, they got rid of him really quickly, and we were lucky enough to pick him up. But he knew about Kenwin from the from the yeah. youth team, and, and yeah, he was fantastic for us. But only a month. Hmm. He scored six goals in that month, though. And he's stuck in my mind for how many <laughs> yeah. years now? That's a scary amount of years. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, <laughs> and I've I've picked my manager. I don't think I was asked, okay. this, but I picked my manager anyway. And um, I picked Paul Storrock. Okay. Loved him. Yeah. Absolutely loved everything about him. Um, I remember doing an English speech about Paul Storrock. That's how much I loved him. <laughs> I did. And, I loved, 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 loved Paul Storrock. And it was, I remember because it was Mourinho's first season. Yes. And I remember there being the chance about who needs Mourinho, we've got Paul, Paul Storrock. <laughs> and I've always, I've always loved that. And I just, I just loved, I think the honesty of him. Yeah. Um, and sometimes brutal brutal yeah absolutely <laughs> brutal um yeah and even well, even now you hear him being interviewed when they you, they have those flashbacks of yeah. the playoffs and it's like he's still brutal he's he's, <laughs> he's so damning about it. he's like i don't know how we did it with that group of players they were terrible like he, i've heard him say that to their faces um but he yeah he was just he was so great um yeah just yeah. i just loved poor stoic um, and he was. We talked. I think it used to be a thing. There's not so much of it now, but there used to be a thing where they talked about like managers being specialists of getting out of certain yes, leagues. Yes, yeah. And Paul Stork was a specialist of getting out of League One. He just knew how to do it. Yeah, yeah. He knew that. He knew that that league. He knew the cheat code to that league. Yeah, and he did it in such a short space of time for us. Oh yeah. Like you were saying, we came out of nowhere to yeah. get into those playoffs. Like he just he just knew what he was going to do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he was brilliant. So he's my favourite. I can't not mention Carlos, obviously. Yeah. Most exciting football I've ever watched. <laughs> and I, I sit in hope that more is going to be the centre. Added to your, added to that, yeah. To your list in time. Maybe overtake both of them. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so that's your best 11 and honourable mentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've touched on the fact that you've, <laughs> you've happened to be a Wednesday fan during an almost exclusively... <laughs> miserable period of time so um is it worth running us through some some of the the folks who get dishonorable mentions and uh some of the some of the worst players you've maybe seen yeah um when i was making my teams there was more and more that was going well that it can't, definitely can't be them definitely can't be them so yeah i suppose um and we specialize quite well in strikers terrible okay. strikers yeah. has been our forte over the years um, you know, I think the only football player I've ever seen turn up drunk mm-hmm. to a football match in Adam Proudlock. Yes. Um, <laughs> who, you know, he had moments of class. He did. But could also fail to trap a ball for 90 minutes. Yeah. You know, um, he was also sometimes partnered with Lee Peacock, who did a great impression of a tree. He did. As he stood offside for the whole game. <laughs> um and I loved it again. I love, 
I remember it was just one of those times where I genuinely thought, started watching football, that trying hard was one of the best things you mm. could do. Because that was all you got about Lee Peacock. Yes. Four years. He tries really hard. He does he did try hard. <laughs> <laughs> but had none canny ability to stand offside like no one else. <laughs> um, I feel like I've been a bit harsher putting the same one as that James Quinn. Okay. Now I feel like on reflection that is harsh because <laughs> that man could pass a ball of his chest yeah. better than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah. He just wasn't as skilled with yeah. any other part of his had, body. Had an extra foot <laughs> in his chest yeah. and maybe not so good good feet. Yeah. Um, on his feet. But yeah, um, and then Francis Jeffers, I feel like he's been mentioned quite a few yes. times. The hope. The hope. And, the and possibility. Yeah. What if? 100%. And I know it sounds daft as like, obviously as a fan, you always want players to do well. But I've never wanted a player to do so well as I wanted Francis <laughs> Jeffers to do. Just wanted, like, just begging for one goal, just for him, yeah. just for himself. I think we spent actual money on Francis Jeffers. That's terrible. I mean, it would have been a bad... Free. A bad bet as a free, <laughs> but we spent money. What little money we had. And I remember the excitement. He'd come from Arsenal. Yeah. You know, look at the pedigree that he comes from. Yeah. Just... Terrible. Terrible. One of the worst people I've ever seen pull on oh, a Wednesday show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and following on from that, Clinton Morrison was another. Yep. <laughs> another one. Again, I love him. I love how much he taught. You know, I don't think he was very happy when he was there. Mm. Um, but he talks about the club very nicely he when does. he's on TV. Very he's, warmly. Yeah, he's always the one that's wheeled out for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was another one. So excited because of the name. We had a little. I think you and Luke have talked about it quite a few times that we had a, a tendency to. By old people and hope we got the last yeah. bit of juice out of them. He was classic of that. Yeah, um, that ilk. And again, for me, Jordan Rhodes going on the strikers. Yeah. Just and the, it almost makes it worse that he scored for them. Yes. Field in the playoffs. Yes. This season, because where was any of that? <laughs> it's so. I mean, if he's, I don't, I don't think he's been famous enough, but maybe he's had enough kind of notoriety. But I would really like to read his autobiography when mm. it comes to Wednesday and what happened because we did get those glimmers, yeah, the hat trick against Forest, uh, but by and large, woeful. Yeah, he, he was an absolute powerhouse yeah. for Huddersfield. Every, and, yeah, and then yeah, just. Yeah, um, who knows? I wonder. He's probably more likely than an autobiography, as you'll hear him on Under the Cosh or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they'll talk about it. A funny one for that is Jay Bufroy. He's quite often mentioned. Oh yeah, yeah. As in such a negative light yes. on that podcast, um, and I can see why because mm-hmm. he was. He was a another terror. awful. <laughs> and he just spat his dummy out. Yeah, didn't. Um, yeah, it wasn't he wasn't great at all. Um and then I think my other one that I'm definitely gonna have to mention is Darren Potter. Yeah. From one of my worst because Crabman. Yeah, but do you remember that first Oh yeah, the loan spell. First loan spell. 
it's a free kick in there and like oh my word we have signed one of the best players <laughs> ever this is going to be amazing and then he never passed the ball forward for his whole time yeah. great stats but <laughs> yeah. really tedious to watch it, yeah it's those things it's one of those things that maybe sometimes when Hutch <clears throat> was having a bad day in midfield he played the same way as Potter yeah. It always goes back. It always it never that look forward. And he was meant to be the creative one, you know. When you've got the likes of like Giles Coke and people in there with yeah. you, you know, you we needed somebody yeah. to pass it forward. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, I've got a weird memory which I don't know that I've talked about on the podcast. But one time I was catching an early morning flight to Dublin, so I was at Liverpool Airport. And uh, before me in the check-in desk for EasyJet was Darren Potter in his full MK Don's kit, including socks, no shoes. Wow. Um, I presume it's some sort of was some sort of stag do type thing, but it was just so surreal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, really bizarre. Yeah. Because like, he was like skidding around in his socks. I don't know what was going on. It was really, really strange. <laughs> That is, man. That is weird, yeah. And you just, no explanation. No, no. Yeah. no. And I, I mean, maybe, maybe if I'd had my wits about me, I would have like asked for a picture or something. But um, yeah, it just, <laughs> you just like, I was so taken aback. That was. <laughs> and he, I think he's the one. I've, I've touched on this, I suppose, going forward a little bit. But there's sometimes you see Wednesday players um, in everyday life. Yes. And you think. To me, I know who you are, but nobody else here does. No, no. Um, and especially one of those, um, in Sheffield, obviously, more people, the proportion of people that are yeah. going to know who they are. Uh, there was one time when I lived in Sheffield, I nearly ran over, knew you, <laughs> and that group running to Nando's on okay. the road, because they just ran out in front of the car. Everybody loves a cheeky Nando's. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so with them, it's like, I get it. maybe they don't get people coming up to them as much yeah. because they're used to seeing them in certain yeah. things. But yeah, when you see them out of the context of Sheffield, yeah. it's very bizarre. Yes. Um, and you think, nobody else here knows. <laughs> nobody knows who you are. Um, maybe it would make their day if you went up and spoke to them, but also it's a bit like, wouldn't know what to say to you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any more for the uh, rogues gallery there? I think, well... One the one other I've got on there that has to be is Abdi. Yeah. Yeah, he has to be mentioned. There's a few more on there, but I've decided I'm not going to be as harsh. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be positive, rather. Yeah, than. Abdi, another one of them. Sometimes we saw moments as well. Again, yeah, absolutely. Like, and maybe against Forest, mm. he scored a wonder goal against Forest. I think so. Yeah. So that's something about Forest. Knackered yeah. old Wednesday players will turn up against Forest and nobody else. Maybe there's a part in their brain that remembers they used to be good. Yeah, maybe. It's like they have a big name. I'll do well against yeah, them. Yeah, there's pictures of European Cups around this ground. <laughs> maybe if I score a good goal. Um, okay, well, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, looking back at sort of Wednesday memories, we I think we sort of stumbled a little bit on this uh, talking about one Chrissy Brunt. But what are your what are your top three sort of goals? Maybe you've seen in in person. Yeah, so one of my I haven't ranked them in any okay, number order. 
Um, but one of them was Chris Brunt's goal against... Now, like I say in my notes, I had a question mark, but I now know it was Coventry. <laughs> um, he did it twice, though. Yes. Um, and it was one of those things where it's like, oh, no, it's not, it wasn't a fluke. <laughs> it wasn't a fluke, yeah. And I remember, I think, it was in the same season that, or near the same season as Steven Gerrard did one against Luton yeah. in the FA Cup, yeah. and everybody lost their minds. And I remember just thinking, Brunt's was better. It was. <laughs> it was so much better. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, again, just a fantastic goal. One of those special moments to be there for. Um, and I have taken this as ones I've actually seen in yeah, person. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then another one I've put is Ross Wallace against Brighton. Yeah. Playoff yeah. fight, semi-final. It's a great goal. Um, yeah, great, great goal. And I loved Such it because that was at the same that Forestieri was doing the hands-on-the-head celebration because yes. one of his wonder goals had been disallowed. Yes. And so his hands on his head pointing to a linesman <laughs> and things like that. But it was quite fun because I watched a lot of Wallace's goals and, and I realised so many of Wallace's goals were him just peeling off in the box. Yeah. We never we haven't had a player like that that does that. No. Really. Hunt finds himself in that position mainly because we just leave him on his own. Yes. Um, so he's getting used to it a bit more. But yeah, he Ross Wallace has scored so many great goals for us. Yeah. Um and so many, we've had some absolute screamers. Um, my t- I suppose, to be fair, and then oh, I was going to say my top, but then there was Antonio, you know, yeah. that promotion season. Mm. That was great. But I would say, yeah, my top goal has to be Drew Tolbert, Cardiff, yeah. playoff final. Yeah. For such a young lad to have done that. Yeah. Was just great, and yeah, I know we don't technically already won it by that point, <laughs> so the pressure is off. But I've got Drew Tolbert slash Glenn Whelan because Whelan's obviously yeah, his goal was that what was so good as well. It was what turned the tide, and it was a great goal. Talking about how good he is at striking the ball, that yeah. just yeah. sailed in. It was beautiful. Um, but yeah, Drew Tolbert. It's the presence of mind, isn't it? It's cut going around the keeper and then slotting it home. And another guy, I mean, he never worked out really, I think injuries-wise, never really worked out for him at Wednesday, but had a good career. Mm-hmm. I think he ended up playing right back for Ch- Chesterfield <laughs> mainly, which was strange for somebody who seemed to have kind of an unerring ability to score yeah. goals at, when in, in his youth. And I, I just thought, again, talking about like fan reaction and everything, a player that it sounded like you were totally booing. Yeah. <laughs> he can't, do, do, yeah. Do, do, do. Who doesn't love that? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's always a fun little <laughs> thing to game to play as the crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See a lot of um, away fans getting confused, like, why are they booing him already? Yeah. <laughs> but no, so I think, yeah, I've snuck a fourth goal in there, but they okay. would be my yeah. top goals, definitely. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, okay, lovely stuff. Um and then, sort of best games then? Because it's obviously more goals than games, just yeah. about. <laughs> Apart from maybe that Stuart Gray season. I think yeah, I feel like this more. season's made up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been the, the recompense. Which has been a strange feeling. It really has. It's been a feeling this season of going, I know the stats say this, but it doesn't, that's not my lived experience of what is going on. Um but yeah, um, I would say so. One of my top games has to be Brighton. The home leg against Brighton yeah. is a crowd I've never really experienced yeah. at Hillsborough before. Um, 
yeah, to actually standing in the cop and feeling the stand move with you was <laughs> fun and terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and we could see the floodlights moving on the ground. I oh, know, yeah. like, Lees and people talked about it afterwards. But I just, that must have been an insane atmosphere to oh, play yeah. in. Um, and it was so loud. Yeah. From start to finish, it was just so loud. Yeah. And, you know, to Brighton were immense that season. They were they great. Were, they for, were. And we just completely took them apart. Absolutely. But that's what you felt. Carlos first season, you felt if we've got a week, yeah. we're unbeatable. Yeah. That was genuinely the feeling. It was like, I just trust him. Yeah. And that, I, I think it was that weird one. I've had this feeling as a couple of, a couple of times as a Wednesday fan. I went to that leg, that home game, thinking oh, we're not losing this, and it's a very strange feeling yeah. as a Wednesday fan because it doesn't happen very no. often. Um, but that, yeah, I just felt from the first moment of that, yeah, a hundred percent, we're going to win this. We're going to win this, yeah. Um, and so that's yeah, that was one of my favourites. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a real standout, isn't it? That was. It was a tremendous evening. Yeah. And I think for a lot of older fans, that's when they were talking about Hillsborough of old and Wednesday of old and all things like that. It's probably closest we've got to experiencing what Hillsborough can be like, really. Yeah. Um, and, and was Johnny there? I feel like Johnny was there, yeah. I think that was one of his... Yes, that was one of his ones he, he came... He brought his good luck chance, which is probably added to your feeling that we... Knew we would, knew yeah, we would win. and I think because I think after that we said, "Are you coming to the final?" And he didn't come to the final. He wasn't able to. He wasn't was able. Because the tickets were like gold dust. Yeah, but I do remember that being there being a big scramble for us to be like, "Can he come? Is there a way for us to get in there?" <laughs> um, a little r- lucky charm. Yeah. So you know, hopefully we never have to be in the playoffs again, and we just all, always got automatic. <laughs> yes, yes. But um, if we don't, if we could as a group of fans managed to get Johnny there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll bring us bring yeah. his good good juju. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Um, okay. Well, so in addition to uh, any others in the in addition to them. Yeah. So the Brighton after that it has to be Arsenal FA Cup game. Again, all yeah. of my memories are going to be very recent and. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mainly of one season, um, but yes, Arsenal FA Cup, hanging out with the big boys, and we did it well. And they didn't want to let any part of being there. Arsenal, no. they hated every second of that, <laughs> and rightfully so. Um, yeah, just felt again we'd had a good time to build up to it, and you just yeah, it was funnily enough in our season probably a negative turning point because. We showed yeah, everything we could do. Yeah, um, th- it was the perfect Carlos yeah. performance. Yeah, and then fi- uh, then teams that seemed to be like, well, if we stop them doing this, yeah, how are they going to react to it? And we did adapt eventually, but it took us a little while. It did took, take the yeah. wind out of our sails in that season. Yeah, for a couple of games, months. Well, I think that was one of those periods because we went several times under Carlos. I think we went eight games without winning a game. Mm. That seemed to be like a kind of I don't know. In people's heads, that was like a. Oh, now you get sacked if it's eight games. Uh, but, then <laughs> but that was. The, I think yeah. the first one of those was after that because it was there was real pressure on mm. his position. I think. 
And then that shows you how good of how good we were, though. Yeah. If we can go eight games without a win and still make the playoffs, yeah. how good were we the other games? That's the thing. Definitely. Um, and yeah, it, that yeah that game was just like you say, just fantastic. It was great to see Sam Hutchinson score. Yes. Being a Chelsea kid and all of that. So <laughs> no, it was great, and um, it was that feeling we were saying, you know, you're not completely negative about more and our team going yeah. into next season you felt that we shouldn't have been with yeah. you know after Wembley we should have stepped on we should have been brighter yeah. Yeah. but um, obviously you know some very greedy players had some say in that <laughs> <laughs> and you know took some of the goodwill out yeah. of the club um, and the good feelings and you know issues started in the in the dressing room but again we made the playoffs that season we did so um, yeah that was fantastic and then my final top game and it is obviously the top game has to be Cardiff um, yeah. Wembley yeah. not Cardiff the playoff final in Cardiff Millennium Stadium yeah um, just everything I, I love the playoff final being there yes there's something for anybody that's not been to the Millennium, Millennium Stadium in Cardiff there's something really special about the fact that it's just in the city centre that's the difference isn't it because Wembley's in the middle of nowhere really yeah and we had 40 odd thousand yeah there plus whoever snuck in the Hartlepool fans like myself <laughs> and just to drive down they seem to just see Wednesday fans yeah. everywhere it's blue and white flags Everywhere. Well, it helps Hartlepool coming from from the same direction, really, and wearing blue and blue white. white yeah, so just... you could just assume everybody was Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> so there'd be a few Hartlepool ones mixed in, but they look the same, yeah. and they're coming from the same place. And so. there wasn't any negative rivalry between the clubs, no. so it was just a lovely day. Um, yeah, I remember going, stayed where you were living in, in Swansea, and then yeah. going in, and, and yeah, saying bye to you, and being like, oh... <laughs> I don't know um, I don't know how this is going to go and my experience of because we went through a little stage where we didn't see us lose when we were sitting mm. in the home fans at away games yes I think I don't know if Aston Villa was the one that cursed that but, probably yeah um, yeah we we went quite a few seasons and it's loads easier to be a happy fan trying to hide your excitement than it is being oh, yeah. a very sad fan yeah and there was a moment in that game where we were losing <laughs> and it was getting very close to yeah, us losing this and me sitting in the fans that are going to be celebrating <laughs> and yeah, what do you do? It's really rolling the dice, isn't it, being yeah. in, the, uh, in the opposite end. Um, but thankfully, as we thought, we are going um, scored and then Glenn Whelan and Drew told it and we got to all, we got to all celebrate. And then because I was actually only, I think maybe 14, 15? Yeah. So, I got a big flag, <laughs> a big blue and white flag at the end of the game. And I remember sitting out and like in the traffic jam that came out of yes. Cardiff because we'd driven down there. I remember waving that when Hi Ho Silver Liner was being played by all of the cars in the traffic jam <laughs> and the players getting out of the bus and yeah. all of that. It was just was yeah, it was a great day. But that was one of the other times I felt. On that drive down, I just didn't ever contemplate yeah. the fact that we might lose that game. It was just like, well, we're going to win this. Yeah. Oh, of course yeah. we are. Look <laughs> at how many fans we are. We're going to win this. Um, so, yeah, they're my top three game yeah, memories. lovely. I'm wondering if, if, well, we definitely, before the Villa game, we had the the Man City. Being in the, oh, yeah. being in the home end when 
the home fans are bored of scoring because they've that got stupid bell every time they scored as well. <laughs> Eight times we had to hear that bell. <laughs> and I'd bumped into people I knew that were City fans as well before oh we'd gone in the in that stand. Yeah. I was like. Oh, they know I'm sitting in this home stand and we're losing <laughs> so terribly. And the one Great we view, then. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the one we decided not to go to was the one that we did a lot better It was only 2-1, yeah. wasn't it? Um, great. Well, um, to sort of round things up, I'm wondering uh, if there's any kind of... So we've done goals, we've done games. Any kind of memories outside of those things, just being a fan or... or Watching watching games? Yeah. Um, so, we've already mentioned the first game at Wrexham yes. and how good that was. And I remember there was one over that season where we went to Stockport oh, yeah. away. And I don't know if this is true, but the memory I've always kept of that game is that by the end of it, we were pretty much the only person. <laughs> People sat in the Stockport end because yeah. they, they'd given us the long side. They'd given us half their stadium, yeah. hadn't they? yeah. Um, and we were with one of your uni friends that yes. was a Stockport fan and yeah I just remember very angry Yeah. and then like every time we scored and it was like 3-0 or something yeah. like that they were making a run for the Wednesday fans yeah. and then never returned yes yeah um, so that was one of them that was one of my very early games a couple of my memories actually are with you and Luke okay nice um, so Luke came to the Tranmere away game oh yeah um, and it was it, that was a great game anyway, and I remember going and yeah. I I just like got a new phone and yeah, all of this, nice. and I was so excited because I was at uni <laughs> in Liverpool, yeah. So it was a local one yeah. for me, so I just popped over, yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember that. And my my standout memory was we had Ryan Lowe playing for yes. us at the time, who obviously is from that area, <laughs> and I think Tranmere was like the only club in that area <laughs> he hadn't much, played yeah. for. Yeah, and I just remember. Him getting like we were singing Ryan Lowe's song, yeah. which again was another great song, and um, they were we really really <laughs> trying to wind him up, and I've never seen such warming up yeah. as Ryan Lowe, <laughs> and it was hilarious because he was love. You could just yeah. tell he was absolutely yeah. loving the hatred, and then he came on and scored, <laughs> and it was just in, it was insane. The reaction was insane. So that was one of my favourite memories. And then another one of my memories was, and I don't know why we'd got this. Okay. We ended up doing a quiz before the game in Hillsborough. I didn't oh, know if yeah. it was a birthday or we'd yes. won a prize. I or... think it was a birthday. I think you got like tour and a meal maybe or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and I wasn't there for the tour. I think you and Luke had done the tour. Okay. And then I'd come right afterwards and I... We and it was yeah you had a like a sit down and there was like food and stuff and then yeah. there was a quiz and I don't know why but we ended up doing that a couple of times so, yeah. because we knew what the tiebreaker question was <laughs> so <laughs> we'd done quite well as a team and we'd got to the tiebreaker and when yes. it came to the tiebreaker it was like the question was always like how many CCTV cameras are there That's at Hillsborough right, yeah. or something like that and Luke knew it. <laughs> he'd already had it he was like we've heard this question before we know the answer but I so yeah that was all very fun and I remember doing that but the my main memory of that was Lee Bullen was there yes and I didn't know I was going to fangirl so hard <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't talk to him no. 
uh, you guys got a photo with him and you were like do you want do you want to get a photo with him and I was in my 20s at this stage and I'm like no, no just giggling away I couldn't speak to him I thought how like that's an insane reaction to have to somebody that most people do not know who he is <laughs> but I took a photo of you and me yeah <laughs> oh, lovely stuff um, but yeah so that I really I really enjoyed that but it, it was great seasons we had um, although the football wasn't always great with when Luke was a season ticket holder. Yes. It was always fun. Um, my standout memory, obviously, a bit more negative, has to be Wembley as well. Yeah. Um, but again, I, f- I weirdly feel like, I don't know what it is about maybe just being with that many Wednesdayites. This is this air of just like, yeah. we're going to do, surely <laughs> yeah. we're going to do this. Yeah. Like, the footballing world wanted us to do it. Nobody yeah. wanted Hull to go up again. And it was being outside the hotel and chanting and, that it just felt so special. Yeah. It was such a lovely day. Um, I only ruined by the fact that I spilt soy sauce on my, my yeah. Wednesday shit on the white bit as well <laughs> at Wagamama's before we went in. Um, and then yeah, and then obviously, you know, some of our big players just didn't turn up for that game. Yeah, it was a strange game. Really, really strange. So close, and but just yeah, was, the fans were just fantastic again. It yeah. really was special. And then that moment afterwards where we lost, but we were still but singing. we were still there. Yeah. We were still singing. They yeah. probably, I think Hull had probably left. They <laughs> yeah. probably left the stadium before us and we were still singing. And that was great. And that's that's the, the big shame, I think, is that we don't have a song for more, really. Yeah. Because that was just a song, as a fan base, we all got behind that Carla song because it was a great song. And... Even when times weren't great and games, that was on. Everybody knew you could yeah. just sing it and you could keep going. A little bit like Gregory's song yeah. now. I remember there was a journalist for The Guardian said uh, that our Carlos song was, I think he said it was like the most tactically astute chant since Pass and Move the Liverpool Groove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just brutally is. Like, Wednesday fans were great at the gallows humour and just the fact that there was a line in there that said we had no money to be able yeah. to sign him yeah. on loan. <laughs> I wonder if Chancery just gets really annoyed that he's like, I was giving you loads of money. Yeah, I spent so much money. <laughs> um, where do you think all these contracts came exactly. from? Exactly. <laughs> it's hard one tuna money. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, that was great. And, you know, there's a sliding doors moment, isn't there, with Bruce coming to Wednesday yeah. because of, he claimed, because of our after. Yeah. Wembley and he stays and who knows what would have who happened knows. then um, but yeah that that for me was a standout but I never want to repeat it I don't want to go I know, back I, know. I, I don't care if we never <laughs> play play a final in Wembley I would say I don't care if we never play in Wembley again <laughs> but I would like to make some cup finals at some point in my life yeah. but really I don't care if we never play in Wembley again. <laughs> as long as we get just, some promotion. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> it's much nicer just going straight up. Yeah, because as lovely as that day was and as great as it is and great to be at Wembley and all of that, just, well, yeah. it's, it's, I hate the playoffs. Well, that's it. People give me absolutely <laughs> yeah, I've said this, I've said as much on the, on the podcast before, but yeah, it's... Um, I've heard people say, oh, you know, I'd rather win the playoffs than finish second because you get a trophy. Stuff the trophy. Yeah, Just sail, start your summer on time, make yeah. your signings, know that you're up, 
don't have the stress, don't have the awful, you know, the, the possibility of uh, it all falling apart. Yeah. Yeah, no, give me second and every single time. I think for fans that say that, would <laughs> would you have wanted the playoffs over beating the Piggy Wigs to second yeah, in that promotion series? Absolutely. Season? Of course you wouldn't. Because... It was great. It was great. But I love that. Imagine celebrating, going up, knowing you're going up. That's a great feeling. It was, it was great. Yeah. I just, that was the thing this season. I think I turned to you in the last home game and I was like, I'm, I've got a knot in my stomach now yeah. because I know we've got to do the playoffs. Yeah. I hate them. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> they're just, they're just torture. They're oh, fun that. for everybody that's not involved yeah. in them. They're fun. They're successful in making some extra money, but they are. Oh, they're a painful experience to go through as a team player yeah. fan. Yeah, it's like when people always used to people say that championships the best league in the world. It's like, yeah, not if you're in it. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> but I would love to be back in it, obviously. But yeah, that thing of like, I, I suppose last year League One was like the championship, wasn't it? It was insane. Standard. It was. It had that same. same everybody level can beat of everybody. Competition. And, yeah. I don't want that. I want predictable. <laughs> you want a maximum of three good teams. <laughs> yeah, or hopefully two. Be one of them. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully two, and then nobody misses out. Yeah. No good team misses out, and then everybody else be shades of rubbish. Mm, yeah, that would no, be good. <laughs> um, I have. I've just noticed one one note I've put on here that I haven't said before. Okay. And I feel like I can't. Okay. Can't go a whole thing with talking about the best goals, the best team, and all this. Without mentioning that sometimes Adam Reach did some good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Reachinio. <laughs> yeah. He sometimes did good stuff. He did. Yeah. He really did. I think he was um, really held back by the fact that he wasn't Chris Brum. Mm. So the fact he couldn't single-handedly grab us by the scruff of the neck <laughs> and save us really, really was the... Beat. That was his, his real and, weakness. Yeah, that was it. You can't. You're not. You're not Antonio. You're not Chris Brunt. Yeah. You just Adam Reach. Yeah. Which is a very good footballer, but you're not the saviour of no, Wednesday. You're a mere mortal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. No, so, I think that's worth it. An honourable mention for Adam Reach. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. yeah there we go. Thank you so much. That's that's been really fun. A <laughs> short history of my Wednesday short experience. Of Not that short. Susie Miller's <laughs> Wednesday life. Yeah, well, thank you very much. No, thank you for asking me. <laughs> wow, Rich, thank you for thank you for you for spending the time. And also thank you very, very much to Suze for giving her time to chat about her her Wednesday experiences. And yeah, I, I that was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, nice of her to. Uh, she's a busy. She's a busy gal. Nice of her to break into her uh, schedule of shaping young minds to uh, to to do a battle of wills with a, an increasingly aging mind in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just really rounding the corner of forty so hard. Uh, uh, so uh, yeah, <laughs> that was so, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So go on. So, Rich, what was I mean? What was your what was your favourite bit from chatting to chatting to Suze? Um, I mean, I enjoyed the whole thing. Actually, I, I think we were. It's it's funny. This I think this is often the case, but we were sort of at the start of it. We we're like, you know, if 
if it's only 15 minutes, that's fine. But obviously, as as folks will 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 now be able to attest to personally, we 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 well and truly uh, sailed past doing 15 minutes. Um, uh, so I think once we got going, it was, re- it was just a really pleasant conversation to have, and I, th- I so I enjoyed the whole thing. I think mm. um, I think the most particular thing was just sort of seeing seeing which bits had stood out to her through the years because we shared most of our Wednesday memories, but obviously. On a personal level, we cling on to different things and attach mm. to different players and things like that. So I liked working through her her Wednesday eleven. Um, she cheated a bit more than your your dad in that she uh, she named lots of alternates and, uh, and she ended up with about three people for every position. But, well, that's uh, good because I like that. I mean, I I loved the one I listened to, you know, chatting to my dad, but I kind of wanted a bit more of. I like the subs bench bringing in, so yeah. I'm glad she's got some. I'm glad she's got some. Uh, she's got some pinch hitters on the bench. Yes. Um, was there anything to you that was like really illuminating or anything surprising? I'd say. Um, I think one one thing I'd completely forgotten is the, the just towards the end she sort of shared the memory of. I think you or I had won a prize where it was our birthday or because we'd had a birthday in the summer, we were invited to come to like a game early and have a tour around the stadium and and have a a dinner in the lounge. Mm. And we actually, we actually won the quiz. Uh, We won a a prize for the quiz and, uh, that meant we were able to interact with the the great Lee Bullen, but I'd completely forgotten how just cl- how much Sue's just completely clammed up. She she idolizes Lee Bullen, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I'd completely uh, I'd sort of completely forgotten that how yeah just how how affected she was by that moment and the fact that she just because you and I ended up having a picture with with Lee and she mm. couldn't she just could not face oh, it oh wow it was too much and so I hadn't really I don't really that's know, really I interesting because I remember <laughs> I I remember very sheepishly having a picture with Lee Bullen yeah that's it yeah I didn't remember that was we, we because we were we were good at the quizzes that was the reason well, Suze why has this like she's I mean I don't know this photographic memory but she does she holds on to a ridiculous level of detail often and so she even remembered that you, well, folks will have heard the story. So, but she even remembered that apparently, I think you'd done the quiz previously and they used the same tie break. So you knew exactly. It was how oh, many wow. CCTV cameras there were around Hillsborough and you knew exactly what the answer was. Well, because that was the second time we did it, right? Because I think so. Well, no, we did it. We did it one day, one time. And then it was like they did, I think like football focus were in. Maybe that's it. Yeah. To do some filming, so they're like, "Sorry, lads, we can't. Yes, we can't take you round fully. So we'll, yeah. we'll let you come back and do it again." So that was that. Right, interesting. Yes. That, that makes okay. sense. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm, I'm especially looking forward to to listen to that bit. Good. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, I also enjoyed talk, talking about in 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 a bit more detail about because we had an interesting experience at, at, at Cardiff uh, when went in the playoff final because I wasn't able to I was working that day um, at 
hosting a, an event mm-hmm. and, and Suze ended up in the away fans. So it was just interesting talking through that day in more, in more detail and her sort of how, how it was for her and uh, some of the specific moments of the day, how, how the fans that she was with, the Hartlepool fans that she was with were reacting that's, as well. That's very funny. So, yeah, no, it was really, it was a real treat. Mm-hmm. And as you, as you uh, said uh, last week, really nice to have a, an avenue to, to have those conversations and, 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 and keep them sort of stored for posterity as well. Exactly. Well, thank you. Good. Thank you again to, uh, to Suze and thank you to yourself yeah. for, for making it happen, Rich. Yeah, no, it's, it's a treat. And uh, thanks folks for, for listening. Uh, we... Also, I'm wondering if it's time to, for us to make an announcement, Rich. I think it is. Do you want to lead off or shall I do this? Oh wow, this is this is going to be hard. Um, so, folks, so this is episode one four nine. Um, we won't be back next week because we're going to take a break. Rich and I are going to be doing. Uh, we're going to be having some fun time. We're going to be uh, Rich and I. Hopefully, if nothing tragedy besets us, uh, but we will be <laughs> traveling through and doing a, a road trip through the states. We're going to take a break next week. We will come back either the week after or the following week after for episode one fifty, which will be. The last episode of Different Gravy. Yeah. Um, we'll get into more of why, but uh, we think it's about time to cap off um, doing the podcast. And I, what a, what a brilliant and fantastic milestone that we've got to. I mean, we got to over 50,000 downloads, which we were absolutely yeah. stoked with. And to be doing this and get to such a milestone is fantastic. And yeah, I I personally think it's um I I think I'm a fan of if this were to end, I would rather like to have a goodbye to people to yeah. say to say thank you and kind of come back and we'll do some special things. So we'll probably put this out on the Twitter as well. But um we just want to say if you uh if anybody has any any final remarks, memories, or questions for us, uh, please reach out to us at differentgravypod at gmail.com. You can also give us a mention or send us a DM on the Twitters. We do open our DMs because we're a bunch of slutty gravy boys, aren't we, Rich? Well, as we touched on, exactly. Yeah, we've got that social media presence. We're not we're not fools. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think that probably the format is going to be probably fairly loose for that last episode. But by and large, the idea is kind of, We'll we'll maybe kind of interview each other in a fairly similar way to the previous couple of weeks, uh, but uh, but also, yeah. If you have any questions, we'll we'll take those too. Um, that would be it. Would be really nice. Um, and hopefully, recapping and covering some signings. We've been a bit dry on the old uh, the old newsy woos. Yeah, uh, you think doing a, a look to the future episode sort of three weeks in advance, you might be kind of uh, courting looking looking really out of time and uh, a bit silly but turns out Wednesday have done absolutely naff all of uh, the uh, in at least in public <laughs> so far so it's all so far so good but hopefully yeah by the time we we have we talk again there'll be something something to talk about tangible um is is it worth I, I just thought I'd give out the Twitter handle uh, in case folks don't have that hand which is gravy underscore pod. Uh, so and the and the email is different gravy pod 
Is that right? Oh, no, I'm not doubting myself now. Yes, differentgravypod at gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, it'd be lovely to hear from you. And yeah, it's 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 with heavy hearts, but uh, we, as I say, we'll we'll talk a bit more detail about things. But uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, and we continue to be amazed that anybody <laughs> takes the time to listen. So thank you, thank you so much for your time, and hopefully this uh, this last little uh, uh, lap of things is a, is an enjoyable one as well for for everyone involved. All right. So, see you folks soon. (laughs) See you, everybody. Bye-bye.